0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Next week marks the start of National Work Zone Awareness Week. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is urging patience when it comes to navigating Michigan's construction zones. As we head into another pure Michigan summer, I want to highlight something that concerns us all. It's road safety. As I mentioned, um, next week is National Work Zone Awareness Week. It's Wednesday, April 19th is Go Orange Day, when we're all encouraged to wear orange to recognize highway workers and honor those who've lost their lives rebuilding our infrastructure. The governor paid a visit to one work site in Novi to mark what he called the unofficial start of construction season. Holtec International is seeking $300 million from the state of Michigan to help with the reopening of the Palisades Nuclear Power Plant in Van Buren County. Holtec is also seeking more than a billion dollars from the U.S. Department of Energy for the effort. A spokesperson, Patrick O'Brien, tells us it'll take several partners to get the covert facility operating again. The state funds being sought would be to run the plant when it can't access the decommissioning trust fund. Brian says what form that support would take is up in the air. I think that's still to be determined. I think, you know, really whichever way the state may see fit to provide that assistance is really up to them. State lawmakers and the governor are in support of a Palisades reopening. However, State Representative Pauline Wenzel tells us there's no vote set for the whole tech request. Obviously, it'd be great for the community. It'd be great for the state and it'd be great for the entire country. So right now, I believe it's kind of up to the governor. Wenzel says the closure of the plant was a blow to the state. O'Brien couldn't confirm to us the amount being sought is $300 million, but he also wouldn't deny it. State officials say it's $300 million. Meanwhile, Holtec is waiting to hear back from the Department of Energy with O'Brien saying they believe they'll get an answer by October. A woman charged with setting fire to a building in downtown St. Joseph last month has pleaded no contest to arson. The Berrien County Prosecutor's Office tells us 47-year-old Shannon Russell entered the plea on Tuesday ahead of a preliminary hearing. As part of the plea deal, charges of second-degree child abuse and first-degree arson were dropped. Russell now faces up to five years in prison for the fire on March 27th in a mixed-use building on Main Street. The fire started when a couch was ignited. Russell remains in the Berrien County Jail with sentencing set for May 15th. The Berrien County Health Department has seen an increase in sexually transmitted infections over the last four years. During this Sexually Transmitted Infections Awareness Week, Berrien County Health Officer Guy Miller tells us chlamydia and gonorrhea are the most common. We have had some pretty significantly high incidence rates in in those two. When you look at Berrien County compared to the state of Michigan, that kind of 2019 to 2020 season. Miller says in 2019, the county had 544 cases of chlamydia per 100,000 residents. Now it's up to 622 For gonorrhea, the rate went from 193 cases per 100,000 to 338. Not only is it easy to prevent those illnesses, they are treatable. Miller recommends expedited partner therapy in these cases. So if you or your sexual partner are partners, and if somebody tests positive, we can treat you, the individual, and any partners you might have had that you might have exposed. Miller says gonorrhea has been showing some signs of resistance to antibiotics, meaning it's important to get tested and treated now before that becomes more difficult. He recommends reaching out to the health department for testing if you suspect that you have an STI. A recall petition has been filed against Benton Harbor Area Schools Board of Education Trustee Trenton Bowens. The Berrien County Clerk's Office tells us the petition was filed April 6th by Shari Sagali of Benton Harbor. It says Bowens should be removed from the school board for voting against the replacement of a boiler at Benton Harbor High School at a meeting in March. Bowens wasn't the only trustee voting against the replacement with the motion to do so failing on a 4-3 vote. Nevertheless, with the recall petition now filed, there will be a clarity hearing on its language April 25th at 9.30 a.m. at the Berrien County Administration Building in St. Joseph. The clarity of the language will be determined by the county clerk, the treasurer, and a judge. If they agree the language is sufficient, the petitioner can begin collecting signatures. At the regular meeting of the Orinoco Township Board of Trustees this week, Medic 1 Director Jason Wiley informed trustees, The Ambulance Service has an agreement in principle with Pride Care Ambulance to take over services of several Berrien County Municipalities. I was approached probably in November of last year during my interim period from North Berrien County Municipalities about taking over. It's going to take place in a couple of different stages over the next eight months. We'll be taking over the entirety of North Berrien. Wiley says the details of which municipalities they will take on have yet to be determined, but the plan is to add another two ambulances to the Medic One fleet and also hire additional staff. Pride Care currently services Coloma Township, Hager Township, Bainbridge Township, and the city of Water in Berrien County, as well as all of Kalamazoo County and a handful of Cass and many of Van Buren Cass County municipalities. Lincoln Township officials are confident a resolution is coming to a disagreement with their counterparts in St. Joseph Township regarding the use of a sewer line. The St. Joe Township Board of Trustees this month expressed frustration over a 50-year-old agreement that allows Lincoln Township to use the Maiden Lane sewer line owned by St. Joseph Township free of charge. They want Lincoln Township to start paying for the use of the line. Speaking to us so last night, Lincoln Township Supervisor Dick Stauffer said he's confident an agreement is near. There's not even any disagreement on the fact that we should be paying for the use of their sewer system, our share of the use of, the, of their system. The, the issue, the lawyering is all done, where it gets confusing is to determine the annual expense due to the infiltration numbers, operation and maintenance that they incur. All that has to be done on an annual basis. And to pull that information together is a difficult thing to do. The original agreement was for 30 years and has since had to be renewed periodically. Either township can terminate the agreement with two years' notice. In December of 2021, uh, St. Joe Township issued that two-year notice of termination. St. Joe's township manager Denise Cook issued a statement this month saying the termination of the agreement will proceed. However, Stauffer tells us he's confident a resolution will be worked out in time. And there will be plenty for Berrien County voters to decide next month, especially when it comes to schools. The May 2nd election will feature bond proposals on the ballot for several districts. In Buchanan, voters are asked for a $34.9 million bond to improve school buildings, athletic facilities, and instructional technology. In Coloma, the ask is $28.2 million for remodeling, furnishings, and facilities, and playground work. Waterville Elite Public Schools are asking for $29.9 million for additions to buildings, remodeling, and improvements to parking areas and driveways. Claire Schools is seeking million for a gym addition, remodeling, and instructional technology. And finally, Lakeshore Public Schools is asking voters to approve $19.9 million for remodeling, furnishings, and improvements to playgrounds and parking. Also on the ballot, next month will be a handful of millage renewals around the county. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwazak, where furniture shopping is fun. Around 2,000 Indiana residents are out of their homes as a fire from a plastics recycling plant continues to burn. Morph maybe sees Derek Dennis. The massive fire is still burning and sending huge plumes of toxic smoke into the air over the town of Richmond, about 60 miles east of Indianapolis. Residents in a half-mile radius evacuated as the EPA monitors air quality. Spokesman Jason Sewell warning. Everyone needs to keep in mind that smoke is harmful. Meantime, Richmond Mayor Dave Snow says the owner of the plastics recycling plant where the fire started had been cited for unsafe business practices and fire hazard conditions that went ignored. This person has been negligent and irresponsible and it's led to putting a lot of people in danger. The fire expected to burn for days. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Commissioners in Memphis have voted to reinstate the second of two black Democrats kicked out of the Republican-led Tennessee House. The Shelby County Board of Commissioners voted today to send Justin Pearson back to the legislature in Nashville. Republicans banished Pearson and Representative Justin Jones last week over their role in a gun control protest on the House floor after a deadly school shooting. The Nashville Metropolitan Council took only a few minutes on Monday to restore Jones to office. He was quickly reinstated to his House seat. President Joe Biden has arrived in Ireland after visiting with a U.S. Embassy staff as well as families and friends at Dublin Airport. He headed in a motorcade to County Louth to first visit Carlingford Castle. ABC's Karen Travers has the latest from Ireland. President Biden declared Carlingford Castle incredible as he toured the massive stone landmark built in the 1100s. The White House says the castle in County Louth would have been the last Irish landmark that the president's great-great-grandfather, Owen Finnegan, saw before he departed for New York. Finnegan, a shoemaker by trade, emigrated to the United States in 1849. Amid a steady rain, the president toured the castle and briefly spoke to reporters. Mr. President, how does it feel to be here, sir? It feels, feels like I'm coming home. What do you think of the weather, Mr. President? It's fine. It's <laughs> Karen Travers, ABC News, Dublin. Frantic calls from witnesses reporting a mass shooting at a Louisville bank were released by police, including one from a woman who was on a virtual meeting and saw the shooter, as well as one from the man's mother who told a 911 operator her son currently, quote, has a gun and is heading toward the bank. The calls were released to Wednesday, hours before an interfaith vigil was scheduled to be held in downtown Louisville to remember the victims. The event at the Muhammad Ali Center is just a few blocks away from the old National Bank, where the gunman killed five and injured eight others on Monday before police fatally shot him. With conflicting rulings on the validity of the decades-old approval of the abortion drug Mifepristone, new polling shows twice as many Americans think medication abortion should be legal in their state. And those who want it banned. ABC's Dave Packer has more on how that breaks down. No surprise. The poll from Pew Research Center shows Democrats at 73 percent overwhelmingly say medication abortion should be legal in their state. Among Republicans, nearly half, 49 percent, say it should be illegal. But in the group likely most affected, adults under 30, two thirds support legal medication abortion. And among racial and ethnic groups more than half of all white black and asian respondents say it should be legal with only hispanic adults showing less than 50 percent support dave packer abc news ukraine is investigating a gruesome video that purportedly shows the beheading of one of its soldiers in the latest accusation of atrocities said to have been committed by russia since it invaded the online video drew outrage from officials including president vladimir zelensky as well as international organizations the Kremlin called the footage horrible but said it needed to be verified. The Associated Press was not able to independently verify the authenticity of the video or the circumstances of where and when it was shot. The video appears to show a man in green fatigues with a yellow armband typically worn by Ukrainian fighters. His screams are heard before another man in camouflage uses a knife to decapitate him. A new effort from the White House aims to drastically cut air pollution, tighten vehicle emission standards, and make way for more electric cars and trucks on U.S. roads. Standards are a core piece of the Biden administration's climate goals. Morph, maybe sees Justin Finch. The stricter pollution standards the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is proposing are poised to have a sweeping effect starting in 2027 the Biden administration saying they would avoid nearly 10 billion tons of carbon dioxide emissions across the U.S., the equivalent of more than twice the nation's total CO2 emissions last year. Depending on automakers' compliance, the EPA projects nearly 70 percent of new light-duty vehicle sales and almost half of new medium-duty vehicle sales could be electric vehicles by 2032. Justin Fitch, ABC News, Washington. And a wide range of classic songs from Madonna to Super Mario have been tapped for historic preservation. More from Jason Nathanson. Incidentally recognizable to many, the theme to Super Mario Brothers is just one of the songs added to the National Recording Registry by the Library of Congress, which picks 25 recordings a year to preserve for all time based on their cultural and historical importance. Joining Mario... Madonna's 1984 album Like a Virgin, rock classics including John Lennon's Imagine and Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, the very first mariachi recordings from 1908, Mariah Carey's 1994 hit All I Want for Christmas is You and More. Jason Adanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.